Hey. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing? Good. How are you? You've been playing guitar lately? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Ah. I, I I try to uh, I try to play a little bit every day. Ah, okay. Yeah. I want yeah. to learn to play. That's one of the things I want to do when I retire. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just yep. want to learn some, learn to do some art and learn to play just a little guitar. I don't even care if it, if I can make a couple of tunes go together, that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, you know just like anything else, uh, it just takes uh, takes time and, and patience. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully when I retire that's all I have is time. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the idea anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing? Uh pretty good. Um getting back in the swing of things now? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just had a Nice, relaxing uh, weekend getaway to Pago Island. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, to yeah. Pogo. I call it Pogo. Pogo? Is it Pago? Is it P-A-G-O or is it P-O-G-O? Yeah. Uh, P-A. P-A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I, didn't, I didn't snap on how you... Yeah, I have a couple questions. Did you see Blue Beetle yet? No, I haven't. This is a good primer for that. Oh, really? Well, if you read issue two, yeah, there's some similarities for sure. Okay. Um, it, it, I mean, pay attention and you'll you'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's it's definitely a different Blue Beetle, but if you look right. at like the overall plot and what they show and stuff it's sort of related okay but yeah that's interesting yeah yeah have you seen all of peacemaker uh no i didn't um uh, but i i did i i didn't see all of peacemaker but i did um i did notice the that the that book is written very much like the show yeah yeah, it's very similar to the show. So you did see some of it then? I saw um there there's just one season, right? Yeah. Um, I think there yeah, were like think, 8 episodes maybe. I think I I only have like 2 episodes left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I thought that was awesome. I really liked that Peacemaker. Um, it, like I said, it's it's very similar to the show, so it was kind of a uh, more of like a comedy relief, um, just kind of fun comic. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him, just like in the show. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone. Uh, he has the horrible him. dad. Yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with him. Everyone calls him a loser. Yeah. 
He's pretty effective, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he Waller called him to go take care of the terrorists, and he did. Yeah. I mean, he took him out pretty fast. She uh, she knows that she can easily con- control him and manipulate him. Yeah, she's like, he's like, didn't I already pay my cost? Do I have to work for you anymore? And he, she's like, it's for peace. These are terrorists. <laughs> oh, God. And then the way that issue two ends, I really felt bad for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be... Uh... I thought we were going to have, like, a fun Peacemaker uh, gorilla book. <laughs> yeah. Monsieur Mala. Yeah. They screwed him over. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, we, could, we could open up with Peacemaker if you want. Yeah. So, this is uh, Peacemaker Tries Hard. Mm-hmm. By he Kyle tries, Starks. Tries, tries hard to make friends, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. He seems like he would be a likable guy. I mean, for for loyalty and stuff, like be a loyal friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the art is by Stephen Pugh, which is beautiful art. I mean, it fits the story really well. He does uh, motions and stuff really well. Yeah, Kyle I... Stark does do good with the humor side of it. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, it It feels, like I said, it feels a lot like the show. So it, it uh, the, the writer really captured the the feel of the TV show. Yeah. And he always has the, the music down too. Like it's always playing in the background. The Yeah. His, his, uh, glamour like rock. 80s rock. 80s music. glamour <laughs> rock. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the issue one opens up kind of with a, a couple at the, uh, comic store talking about the black freighter and then peacemakers there checking out at the register and he's ordering a lot of like protein um, things for his muscles I guess yeah protein powder and cake and cake mix yeah I w- I'm with him though I-, I would think with instant cake mix you don't have to add eggs yeah well in- instant pancake mix it's that way you don't have to add uh eggs yeah and he he also didn't realize that he had to bake it (laughs) (laughs) this this, uh poop poop eating motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) would you eat poop for would you eat poop for peace (laughs) (laughs) I would do anything for peace I'd eat a bucket of poop (laughs) (laughs) and then he basically gets called in for the terrorist act 
and then as while well, he's on the phone, he said, "Is any of the squad there? I'd like to invite him to a party, and none of them want to." It's like <laughs> King Shark, Dead, uh, Deadshot, Boomerang, and uh, Harley. Yeah. And they kind of <laughs> like make up some bullshit, like they're gonna go after Clayface or something. Yeah. And these terrorists are talking about, like, what's the difference between a regular bomb and a dirty bomb? (laughs) A dirty bomb sticks its fingers in your butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. That was good. (laughs) I like, like too, uh, the the punch, like, the... The sound effects. The sound effects. It's like ceiling fucked. (laughs) Flawless (laughs) dicker. (laughs) and then he starts talking about you had the smallest cock (laughs) you you made him have like a a dick puppet theater (laughs) yeah busted up the last terror cell I was in (laughs) yeah he draws really well I like this fight scene yeah and then that's when he meets the dog, uh, Bruce Wayne, which it, he's pretty loyal to this dog that he finds. Mm-hmm. He invites the police to the party. They don't want to come. <clears throat> he really, uh, he does a good job with uh, Peacemaker's facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, Pew is really good with that. He comes from, like, the Adam Hughes or... Uh, Maguire type yeah art style yeah that's really good this even like the facial expressions of the dog yeah really too a little flashback scene with him and his father when he asked for a dog yeah his crazy crazy dad his parole officer gives him a visit his parole officer seems cool, but he definitely he definitely seems like he's got something else going on. Yeah, for sure. He mentions the damn war will war will too, like from Blackhawk, which is interesting. Yeah. So I actually thought, you know, who is this Richard Rayleigh guy? Is he one of the Blackhawks? I mean. <laughs> That's an interesting thing because they to throw in there for sure. And he he tells him essentially he needs to go get eggs for the cake mix. (laughs) Oh, I guess he's, I guess he, um, I didn't, I guess I didn't really think, think too hard about this, but he did, when he introduced himself, he said task force X parole officer. So he must, he obviously has like, um, like metahuman ties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then he, he, uh, bursts his bubble about the instant cake mix. So he goes back to get the eggs and dog food and cooking oil. And the the cashier makes fun of him. (laughs) Yeah. 
and he finds a a ransom note if you want your dog back to go to the water treatment plant at the edge of town. So he goes there, he kills an innocent guard. <laughs> he gets full of shit. Because <laughs> it's the sewage treatment plant. Yeah, he uh, like swam through the this must have swam through the crap or something. And yeah. Then, yeah, he kills this guy who is really just like a regular security guard, but he thinks he's, you know, probably some like evil villain security guard. Yeah, that stole his dog. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the second guy. <laughs> He's like, bro, I'm just a city employee. I just work here. <laughs> yeah, but he says the guy he killed was a sex offender, so yeah, don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out that Mansoor Malah and the Brain put the uh, message there to get him there. And he thinks it's he's there to, to go, get, go after Deathstroke, but they only want the DNA for Deathstroke. So they want him to go get it from um, General Immortus. Yeah. And that's kind of how that, that issue ends. And then in issue two, it takes off from that from, from this one. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty funny when... Uh, he's like, so you want me to go kick Deathstroke's ass and get his DNA for you? And they laugh at him. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't need you to fight Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> if we needed to defeat Deathstroke, we would have stolen Batman's dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it seems like the Malah is getting along with him pretty good actually yeah so they, when, it's like they're having a they're they're having a good time together and actually become like friends even though all he speaks to peacemaker in his friend french <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the kids are picking on him and he dumps a tree on him and then he, I, I like how he's there at the, they talk about the honey and he's like, that comes out of their butt. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's bee poop, right? <laughs> His, uh. It's either bee piss or bee poop. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be bee puke. <laughs> yeah. I'm not eating that. And then I like how he shows all those helmets. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got uh, oil slick, shrinkage. Uh, <laughs> I like Bane voice. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Underwater world, sonar, human rocket, and the fuck beam. <laughs> yeah, the fuck beam. <laughs> then he explains the shrinkage one. I like how the... Uh, um, I like how they've got, you know, they've got all the, uh, like, super high-tech uh, 
helmets, but then the the oil slick one presumably just squirts out some oil for guys to slip. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like from a uh, Three Stooges episode. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up taking the fuck helmet, the fuck beam with him. Yeah. And they head off to uh to the location and uh the, his parole officer sees that he's leaving his house and wonders what what's going on. They did you know who these guys are? The demolition team? Have you seen them before? I don't I don't think so. No. They appeared in a uh, Green Lantern comics in the 80s. Oh, okay. And uh, the whole idea of them was they were like a construction type team, and he, he his ring wouldn't work against the yellow that they had. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so were they like this? They they just build stuff for like super well, villains. They, they mo- mostly destroy stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, so they're like they demolition team. So they like take stuff apart. Okay. So the demolition team's there, and Peacemaker and Monsieur Mala take sort of take them out. Yeah, they're uh, they're about to test these grinding gears um, with uh, the death trap diagnostic device, which is just a bag of kittens. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna throw a bag of kittens in the <laughs> ears, and then peacemaker stops them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and they were like kind the... of a ridiculous team because she starts shooting rivets at him. <laughs> yeah, and the one guy is just on his lunch break. And yeah, and he doesn't want to just... do anything. He that's that's his right. That's the yeah. The uh, the generals, um, all the generals' uh, trophies and things are pretty interesting. Yeah, he's got Wonder Woman's underpants. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a <clears throat> Brother Power the Geeks shirt, the one with the flower on it. Oh yeah, he's got a uh, Gin Gold, which is. Uh, elastic man. I mean, elongated yep. man. There's the there's a Blackhawk hat there too. Yeah, penguin umbrella. But I I wonder if the the blue the beetle Black, gun. I wonder if the Blackhawk hat has anything to do with the the uh, parole or in the yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he knocks over a bowl of um, General Mortis's hard candies, and uh, <laughs> General Mortis is like. <laughs> well, that it kind of makes it's like a stereotypical thing is hard candy is oh, yeah. usually around for old people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in the little glass jar or the glass uh, bowl. Yeah. The candy dish. Yeah. And then he forgets he he goes to get his weapon and he forgets why he why it why he went over there and then he forgets his glass. 
And Peacemaker just flicks him in the head and knocks him out. And takes the uh, <laughs> takes the, the hair pube. of Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, the, the pube. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and then uh, that's when he shoots him in the back, which is pretty dirty. Yeah, and he just like uh, says that he was he was. Uh, pretending that he was his friend yeah and and he didn't speak english the whole time yeah and brain decides to keep his dog i don't know how he's gonna survive that well uh, his whole back is he just got shot up bad But I, I thought this issue was, was I, I thought this series was really good. And funny. Like I, I think it had some really funny like I, I laughed out loud oh, like yeah. at least three or four times and I don't usually do that when I read comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I thought his pacing was good. I thought he it fit the character really well. Lots of good uh, supporting characters, too. Yeah. So the, my pick will be to read the next two <laughs> for next okay. time. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, this might as well finish it. Yeah. And... Uh, we have what else? Blue Beetle, yeah. which is another Charlton character. Yeah. This was the winner of the contest. Won pretty. We got, uh, we got two. Um, we got two characters in that. Two ma- major characters in this one. Yeah. Um. I hadn't read these in a long time. I think I think the last one that I remembered was the Madman one, which was issue three. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was interesting. the The villains, the Madmen, and the Squids, the Squid group were very similar to me. Um, the Squid group was interesting though because it was the rich guy who had lost all his money but was still acting rich. Uh, Yes. Trying to steal stuff. He was like a. Uh, he like inherited his money from his his dad, I think, and I guess his dad was like a bu- business tycoon or something. But he, mm-hmm. uh, but the kid was uh, was not very good at whatever they did and lost all his money. <laughs> so the. The script is done by DC Glassman with pencils by Steve Ditko and inked by Steve Ditko. And uh, he does do a lot of like fight scenes and crazy Spider-Man-esque moves and Yeah. But these squid guys they're they're stealing from the rich and that's when uh Blue Beetle busts in and stops them but they get away but they didn't get to take anything with them so they're frustrated yeah i like how they have like the little 
uh, suction cup tentacles on their arms. <laughs> yeah, and they stick to the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Climb up the buildings. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Blue Beetle is that he does like the Spider-Man acrobatic kind of fighting style. Mm-hmm. Flipping around. And he's got the bug. He comes down from the bug and yeah. kind of like on a spider web, except he <laughs> just hangs there and then drops in. Yeah. So this real rich guy is using his buddies to, to steal a lot of stuff. And meanwhile, at uh, Ted Court Industries, Ted Court is being questioned by a reporter because he thinks he has something to do with the missing Dan Garrett on on Pago Island. Yeah, and he re- he refuses to talk about Pago Island. Yeah, and he's got a a girl a, a woman assistant there and her name is Tracy and uh she she plays a big part in this. But she's she's worried. She she's very suspicious that he had something to do with uh Dan Garrett missing. Yeah, the um, and the leader of the squids um, uses his status, um, I guess, as a, a, a supposedly rich guy, even though he's not rich anymore. Um, and he like throws together um, fundraisers with all of his wealthy friends and basically uh, takes the money for himself. Yeah, that was the plan. He would steal it all. And he has one of his buddies act like it's him. And Blue Beetle's outside of the yacht waiting for them to attack, but they're they're on it already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't realize it's an inside job. So they, they... they pretty much take the money, and that's when uh, Blue Beetle comes crashing in and fighting him. And he's in all of these uh, issues. He's he's really outnumbered. Oh yeah. Like like it's one guy against like six, all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he does. Uh, he basically um, stops their stops their heist both times. Uh, this, uh, this time though, they, um, they end up fooling the, uh, they end up fooling the police, um, and, uh, the police, um, cause they, they show that all the, the squids are gone, but it's, it's guys that have already changed and they're um, hiding out in the boat. And Beetle uh, afterwards decides to um, check the ship out just to make sure. And sure enough, he finds them there. And he knows it's that guy. Yeah. And that's how it ends. He turns on the squids over to the police and leaves. And then we cut over to the question, which is, uh, by Ditko. And I think the scripter is the same. Um, 
but uh, it gives like a introductory page showing like who all the characters are. Like here's here's Vic Sage. He's a TV newscaster that works for Wide Broadcasting, and then it, Professor Rodor, which is the guy who invents the mask, but it doesn't say that until later. Mm-hmm. And then it introduces Nora Lance, who's his assistant. Sam Starr is the president, his son, Sid, and his daughter, Celia, who sort of play a part in all this. But they, I, I don't think, like, who he works for is, I think they're not very legit people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't, uh, they don't want, uh, or they don't like um, Vic's uh, news newscasting style because he's so he's so honest um and is this one he's going after the casinos right or Uh, is it the other one um this one uh yeah legal gambling operations yeah the gambling yep and like his boss doesn't like that one bit but he mm-hmm. still does it. He's got his fan following. Then it describes his mask, how he gets it out of his belt, emits the gas, and it seals it on his face so they can't pull it out. And then he always leaves like these cards that they burn up and they leave a question. <laughs> yeah, I I love those cards. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> And he busts up this gambling operation. And he's outnumbered like six to one also. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But then the the leader of it like gets away and goes back to his apartment and uh, the questions outside on the, the ledge peeking in the window at him watching him yeah and then he broadcasts it and I guess his boss is okay with it he says I will not suppress the truth it's Vic's show and his decision so it lets he lets him do it <clears throat> and then in issue two is this the one that Oh, this is the origin story sort of. Yeah, this Ted is the, the secret of Pago Island. Yeah, this one this one's while not the movie, it it has some things <laughs> in it that are overall themes to this. Hmm. So I, I found that kind of interesting. And he's got yeah. his reporter friend visiting again, and he goes to Pago Island and finds his uh, assistant Tracy there, and she is uh, she's looking for evidence of some of, of Dan Garrett, mm-hmm. and yeah. he just hits his mask and uh, lets her know, hey, I'm Ted Cord, and this is what happened. I have an evil uncle. He's creating these androids to these evil androids that I have, I helped him create. 
and Dan Garrett ended up fighting those androids and sort of getting buried in the rocks. Yeah. And and actually making him promise to keep the legacy of Blue Beetle alive. So he promises that. He goes back and he uses some of the tech to build, to create the the Blue Beetle. It's interesting though that like Dan doesn't hand over the scarab cuz he did have a scarab. <laughs> cuz he was an archaeologist and he found the scarab that gave him powers. Yeah. And that's when those androids, they, they break out of the ground and start fighting uh, Ted. And he, he puts Tracy on the bug and does his best to fight the, the, the creatures, but he's outnumbered again. Yeah, and these things are a lot stronger. He, he uh, does manage to get away. He, yeah, he finds a way to throw him off of this cliff. And then he uses the bug to pick up a bunch of rocks and, like, bury them in there. And, uh, Tracy, uh, Tracy agrees, um, that, uh, Pago Island must be made to keep its secrets. And then we got a question story, Steve Ditko, scripted by Dan Glasman. And uh, this focuses on a, a guy that uh, is sort of uh, has this flying contraption that emits helium and lets him glide and fly. And he wants to do it for the circus, like he invented it for the circus. <clears throat> and then he has an assistant that is very jealous and wants to use it for stealing stuff. And he actually kills kills Max, or Max Spine makes his fatal move, and yeah, this guy's yeah. the bad guy who becomes the Banshee. It's kind of interesting that they named him the Banshee. Um, I don't remember what year this came out, but the X Men have their their own Banshee, which has the the kind of wings on it. Yeah. This, and he's uh, green. <laughs> and this guy goes and just kind of does the same thing that the, the the squids did. He goes to where the rich are and steals stuff. Yeah, his... Uh... His flying contraption, his cape thing, seems a little bit, um, a little bit tricky to control. Yeah, it's very awkward for sure. Vic, Vic Sage actually almost takes him out, not even as the question. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and then he starts uh, kind of tracking him uh, to try and stop him on his heist, but he's always like a step behind him um so uh professor road Rod gives him uh 
gives him a bunch of the uh, like a supply of the gas for his uh, suit. And this I like when he stops him this time because it's it's really <laughs> storming and he just jumps on top of him and tries to bring them both down. Yeah, yeah, and he he just uh, Banshee just ends up blowing away, <laughs> <laughs> blowing away out to sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. Pretty <laughs> I can't control the cape. The Banshee's being blown out to sea. He got just what he deserved. And there was a little... Also this issue, there was a little bit of a competition for Vic uh, between Celia and uh, Nora. Yeah, I, I got the impression Nora never showed any interest in him other than being his assistant but Celia <laughs> definitely wants him <laughs> and he, he doesn't have any interest in her yeah and she's the rich one she's the daughter of the the father that owns the right the tv station yeah I forget uh forget what he said to her he said something funny to her um oh yeah um, she, he, when he's leaving after he fights the Banshee at that rich person party, he, uh, um, Celia's like, Vic, you were wonderful. Wait. And he's like, I can't help you, Celia. I'm not a, a three ring circus for your moods. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty funny. And then uh, the third Blue Beetle story is uh, him versus the Madman, which are kind of, they kind of look like the Creeper, wouldn't you say? Like in yeah. costume. And they move like the Creeper. And Yeah, they, uh, it's funny. They all have a different combination of um, red, green, yellow, and white costumes that yeah just look like the creeper yeah and their first run in they have they fight and they get away very much like the squids did and uh he tries to go after them and they steal his gun his uh but they don't know how to use it but every time they go rob places they use the gun and then blue beetle starts getting like negative press in the media because of his gun that that they're using. <laughs> I think it's funny at the at the bank. It's like it's like how like these madman guys are so like off the wall looking. Yet everyone's like focused on Blue Beetle's gun. Yeah, I know. At the bank, the 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 um tellers or the customers being held up are like that noise it's the beetle gun don't you <laughs> yeah well they it, like, they think it's going to disintegrate them yeah. <laughs> it's like a flash gun and a sound gun <laughs> yeah they have another run in and they get away again and then dan garrett shows up 
Is it really Dan Garrett? We don't know, but he shows up. And the guy that was questioned, one of the guys in Dan Garrett's apartment building that was questioned by the reporter calls the reporter and lets him know that Dan Garrett showed up. So they think that's weird. Mm -hmm. And later on, he notifies Ted, and Ted's shocked because he sees Dan too, and he thinks he's dead. They have another run-in with the the Mad Men, and this time Blue Beetle manages to get his gun back. And like like the questions mask, uh, he has to hit like with his fingertip a certain thing on his face to let the mask come off, and they they try to take his mask off, but it doesn't work. Yeah, they. Uh, I noticed that in the. Uh... In ish, at the end, or towards the end of issue two, uh, or at the end of the origin part uh, in issue two, it's got the diagram. Yeah. And it shows the mask has that lock on it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they tie him up, and he gets like thrown on a fire but apparently his suit is fireproof so that's that's nice and he yeah. breaks out of the rope when it catches on fire and then that's the madman and takes him to the police yeah this one they um Uh, in and he they show when he when he gets his gun back. Um, it's not the trigger that fires the gun, but the fingertip control pressing against the disc. And that's um, why they could never fire it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty smart. It can only work for him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like when they detail like all of the. The, the inner workings of the costumes. It's pretty cool. We got another question story. <clears throat> this one involves a... Uh, what do they call these dive, diver suit? Like, I it's, guess, a diver suit villain? It's but he's like not a, really uh, a villain. He's kind of like a, a villain. It's like a deep sea diving suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, main thing in this one is is pretty much has to do with like a, a building or something yeah it's uh there's a um there's a, a building being constructed and um, the one of the owners um, was found drowned six stories above street level and the, the night watchman says that he saw the deep sea diver running away from the site 
Oh uh, yeah, so he's killing killing the people that were building it. And yeah, so the question goes after the diver. Um, they uh, they have like a fight, and the diver's like shooting water out of his gloves, trying to, <laughs> trying to drown uh, the question. Yeah, he, he was the diver was trying to frame this old guy too. And he was going to frame him and then put the suit on him. And uh, that didn't work out. But he, end up, he ends up taking out this guy. Yeah, he's go yeah, he's going after like the owners of the construction company. Mhm. And that was the end of that issue. <clears throat> and uh, the next one was the vigil. And this one, this is like a lot of world building in this one. It's pretty big. Yeah, There's a lot I, of stuff that happens in it. I really. And the loved, art is amazing. Yeah, I loved this one. This this one, this one might have been my favorite out of the three. It's definitely the most um, sophisticated for sure, and it it, it it's really something that. Sh has legs do you know what i mean like they're it's such a interesting group yeah it uh the, it reminds me of it reminds me of uh some of the Wildstorm stuff uh, yeah like it it reminds me a lot of like like planetary or the authority um because i i get the feeling like um i get the feeling like like some of these people are like aliens, you know, like in, in, in Wildstorm, you have some of the, you've got the t different races of aliens, like fighting the demonites and the Cooper. I can't remember the one that begins with K. Yeah. But this guy, this, um, this doctor, I forget his name. Uh, but this doctor guy, like, he he just seems like he's I don't He know. reminds me of like Niles Calder. Like yeah. kind of like that in the Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah, but he, he's manip except he's more of a manipulating type character and he doesn't you don't know what his motives are for sure. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I like how they introduce the main female, like she's 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 the eyes that we sort of see through, and um, yeah, she she basically gets the job because the guy before um, wanted to retire. Yeah, and uh, he retires and then ends up dead. They kill him. They kill him exactly in the way he didn't want to die <laughs> on the toilet, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's she's so it's, um... it's almost like. I almost wonder if that guy was in on it. 
if, if the prof, you know the doctor professor whatever you want to call him was in on his death yeah because he uh the because he's al- always listening it seems like and then and he, he did something manipulative definitely in the third issue yeah he's always on the phone to like to somebody and yeah. we, we don't see who it is um and then they uh let's see um this dude with like the i forget his name but the dude with like the like the black eyes um that kills the that kills the guy that retired um he uh he shoots somebody else i i can't remember who he shot he like shoots a guy with a sniper rifle Yeah, and then the scene opens up to with uh, terrorists or pirates taking over a ship, and there, that's when this team is is deployed to go get the artifact that was on that ship, and it turns out to be a a Luther, a Lex Luther device. <coughs> yeah, the two, mem- uh... the two members that are deployed. Are two of the main characters. Let me see what their names are. One of them has speed and she can fight. Uh, that's Dodge. It's Dodge. Dodge. Dodge and um. Uh, the the guy with the mask, right? The uh, yeah. Forget his name. Say Saya. Yeah. Saya is interesting because. He's almost like a Clayface. You know how there's a version of Clayface that can turn himself into other people? Mm-hmm. That's like what his ability is. And then Dash is like a martial arts fighter that has, is almost like a speedster at some point. Yeah. And the... Uh... So he basically takes the mask off his face, puts it on whoever's face he wants to become... And then puts it back on his face, and then he assumes that identity. Yeah, and he, uh, so the the girl, the main character, she's, like, observing this team and, and taking notes on them, I guess, as part of her assignment. And uh, this um, Saya guy... Uh, takes assumes her identity to do some like background uh, background check on her. Yeah, goes to her mom's house and <laughs> also goes to see her father at the hospital. Yeah, and it, it just like, does a lot of manipulating things, and then comes back and reports back to the doctor and says, you know, there's not much we can use on them, but we have this. Yeah, he so is. it's almost like blackmail, finding like something in case she turns on him. Yeah, they're yeah they're looking for weak weak points. Um, but yeah, he uh, he even like goes and hangs out with her friends, um, <laughs> has lunch with her friends uh, as as her. Yeah, and then they were 
they took over this pirate ship pretty easy and freed the hostages because he was able to assume the identity of people and just shot them in the back, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then they took this device that was the LexCore device. A waveform emitter. And then it has um, the leader of the group, which has that, like, electrical ability. <clears throat> we later, and then, like you said, there's the guy with the, the shades and the black behind his eyes. He kills the old guy there that used to be, that used to have the woman's job, Mr. Rathy. Yeah. Yeah, and issue two is um, is kind of the story of Arclight, this uh, electric... Yeah, he's the leader. Yeah, like the electric-powered guy. I guess he, like, lost... I guess he lost his wife and daughter in, like, the... in that uh, chemical plant explosion or something. Yes. That's what it looks like. But there, um, he goes to this, like, antenna array. Um, he goes to this, like, antenna array, um, at this military site. And there, um,. They're doing like weather manipulation here. Um, like they're able to like control the weather and they're using this. There's a kid that has this um, LexCorp device like on his head. Um, but he's got like. Uh, he's got like some. Like weather powers, it looks like. Yeah, and he's there to free that kid. I think to become a member of this team. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, Arclight tries to talk to him and 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 tell him that he can work with them. And uh, oh, and. Uh, What's uh Saya goes to um where Rafi was killed and poses as a um cop and goes in and takes some evidence but it's like this black like ashy stuff that I think it's that stuff that's emitted from that guy's eyes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something to do with this guy. Um but he's working for somebody called Mr. Hep. Um, and he calls him, he calls the, the guy with the eyes, he calls him Mr. Wall. Yeah. Uh, but this Mr. Hep guy is at LexCorp, so he's apparently working with Luther somehow.
and uh, Arclight gets the kid out of the facility, and there's all these soldiers, and they just electrocute all of them. Yeah, with his weather powers, he's able to make it rain, and yeah, and then uh, he uses electric powers to electrocute all of them. I didn't understand what happened at the end. I uh, think it was just an introduction into the next issue, which gave us that strange uh, world that that Japanese soldier invented, I guess. That's what I thought that was, but maybe it's not. Oh, yeah. Um, it didn't – it looked – it almost looked like it was like outer space or something. I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, it's very <laughs> confusing. But yeah, in issue three, um, they go to this place in Cambodia that's um, supposedly like a, like a facility where, um, I guess uh, Japanese um, scientists were working during World World War II, um, and they were they were doing like dream research, and they got these um, they got these. Uh, who was it? I, I, it's I almost like AI took over this this guy. And started controlling him because his body seems to be rotting away, but yet he's immortal. Like he's creating this utopia, at least what it sounds like. Yeah, this he's godlike like, utopia. Yeah, he's like dreaming it into existence or something. And but yeah, and it shows like. There's, um, like, cutscenes where it shows the doctor, like, walking naked in this weird, like, uh, this weird, pl- like, it, it looks like uh, another planet, kind of. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, when they're in, like, the, the, um... Utopia trying to get to this old guy that's dreaming. They they all start to like go to sleep or something. Mm-hmm. So only two of them make it there, and it's the what's who's this this one guy? What's this one guy's name? Um, ArcLight. No, uh, ArcLight oh, and the. Uh... This, Dodge. This, this little guy, uh, Castle, the one that... Uh... I was confused about the little guy because I, I, was, I, I thought maybe that was the weather kid, but it's not. I think it's... You know how they have... The doctor has that room full of kids like have abilities? I guess mm-hmm. that's one kid that that was there. And it. I, there, there's an interesting line in there if I can find it or if you have it open. About, like, why he's on the team. <laughs> well, it says, um, it says, uh, 
the only one unaffected by it was the only one of us incapable of appreciating its beauty. I asked him how he remained unaffected, and he answered, my mind is incapable of the little human pretensions, emotion, rationalization, aspiration, despair. Um, So he, like, this guy, like, doesn't, basically doesn't have feelings. Um, But he's, I think he was the guy in issue one that was working at the computer. Um, Oh, yeah, because at the end of issue three, it shows him on the computer again. But yeah, he looks like a kid. <clears throat> I don't know if he is, though. I think other than the three main characters, or four, actually it's the Doctor, the the woman, Saya, Dodge, and Arclight. Mm-hmm. The rest seem like kids. Yeah. And Saya looks like he just got it done in an orgy in this opening scene. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He had to clear his head. Looks like there's a lot of women, but there's guys there, too, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And his face kind of, like, melts, like, after he leaves the room. Did you notice that? It, like, just... Yeah. It's almost like he turns to clay, like he's losing he's it's losing almost, his face, so he puts his mask back on. Yeah, I wonder if that's it, like if he has to put the mask back on every so often. And that's when the doctor has him break into uh, that Nia. woman, Nia's Nia. apartment. apartment building, and while she's asleep, he puts the mask on her assumes her identity as she goes on the mission to Cambodia, which we just talked about. Yeah. And I like her commentary on all the team members. Like, Mm -hmm. we're seeing through Nia's eyes. Meanwhile, Saya is out there pretending he's her. Yeah, and this is, um, it looks like, um, it looks like we have uh, quite a few, and I don't know if I've noticed this before, but this book has um, quite a few, like, Indian creators, it looks like. Well, I think it's, I think this is like the Asian Indian yeah. Line of comics. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have three titles. They have the the Vigil. They have City Boy and um, God, I can't remember what the other one is. Spirit World. Oh, okay. And Spirit World is is sort of like in the the realm of magic in another dimension. Mm-hmm. It has characters like Hellblazer in it and. City Boy is like uh, the authority has that barefoot guy. I forget what his name is. You know the guy that can talk cities. Yeah, uh, Jack Hawksmore. Yeah, Hawksmore. He City Boy has the abilities to talk to cities, and he chose to live in Metropolis. Oh, okay. So he's talking to Metropolis, like. Huh. 
It's interesting. Yeah. Probably one of the better cities to pick out of the DCU. <laughs> yeah, but he's being chased by the guys who there there's an organization that's sort of trying to manipulate him. Oh, okay. Because he can talk to the city like he can <laughs> find anything in the city cuz he could if there's a missing artifact or something's missing, he could ask the city, "Where is this thing?" you know? He he has the ability to do a lot and this organization knows that he can do it. So they want to capture him. He's sort of on the run. Hmm. Yeah, but this one, this one's really good, and it's big. It's it's sort of like a <clears throat> espionage, like a group like the Suicide Squad that goes on missions, but they're kind of like the Doom Patrol. They're odd, mm-hmm. and they they have all these weird characters, and each character has some kind of motive, and. <clears throat> This professor brought them all together. It's kind of like the Indian Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's like, it's pretty, like, it's pretty, like, violent, though. Like, it's like, um, like, it, it, the violence reminds me of, like, Wildstorm. Wildstorm, uh, yeah. Yep, that's really good. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. And I read the one and two again because I had read them a while back, and I think I liked it more the second time. It looks like um, issue four. It looks like is the is Dodge's story. Yeah, which we don't know much about. Mm-hmm. We know about Saya. That was issue three, and then ArcLight was issue two. Yeah. And then issue one was more or less the woman that that's sort of hired to work with the team. Is her name Nina or uh, Nia? Nia. So I I had already picked my books. I mean I'm I'm gonna choose Peacemaker tries hard and just go from there. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Um. I'll do. Um. How about um? Do you want uh? Do you want to get? Let's see. Do you want to get um caught up on Batman? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I was thinking just like um. <clears throat> Like the last, maybe like the last two arcs before, um, before the Night Terrors. Okay. The last two arcs. It's still uh, quite a few books, but. It's modern books. They. Yeah. 
and yeah, and I've I've read like I've read the for like part I've almost read the whole first arc and it's it's really quick. Like it's fast paced. Yeah. So let's see. So I'm gonna choose for my my books and I think I'm gonna go with Warlord number one through three. And why not do Firestorm, the original series, one through three? Okay. And this... Um, That's the one from the 70s. Uh, is this the, like, the, what is it, like, six issues? The uh, Five issues? Five issues that leads into the other one. Yeah, I think it was a while. There were six issues, you're right, but the sixth issue was in the com- Cancelled Comics Cavalcade. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it was a little little while, I think, till the next. Yeah, in the 80s before Yeah. Um, they took over there. It was Carrie Bates, I think, or... <clears throat> can't remember who wrote it. Oh, Jerry uh, Conway. Yeah, it's Jerry Conway. Yeah, we can do that. The the Firestorm, the Nuclear Man, one through three. Yeah. And Warlord, one through three, which they just added recently. Yeah, I saw they've been adding a bunch of Warlord. Yeah. Okay, my picks, um, one of them I'm going to do the same as last time, uh, okay. Suicide Squad 10 through 12, and then my other one I'm going to do is um, a little bit longer, it's um, Legends of the Dark Knight... 192 through 196 so it's like a five issue 192 through 196 what is the title of that one that is the um uh let me find it um it's the jh williams uh oh okay it's a miss. It's a Mister Freeze story. Story. Like, yeah, I I think it's like it's supposed to be like the first time Batman fought Freeze. Okay. So yeah, that'll be interesting because I don't remember reading that one. Yeah, it. I just I was browsing around earlier and I saw it and it looked really cool. So. All right. Well, that's a good deal. We got choices to do the warlord one through three firestorm one through three suicide squad 10 through 12 and legends of the dark knight 192 through 196 and then uh peacemaker tries hard three and four and uh the last two story arcs before 
Night Terrors on Batman. That sound right? Yep. yep. All right. Well, we can uh, wrap this one up. I'm at Mike Myers Brunch, uh, Kyle's K Pettit 5. And uh, you can find us at dcnoisepodcast.com. And also on Facebook at DC Noise Podcast. Click the like button. And this is the first time we, in a long time we've done on schedule. <laughs> back, back to back, yeah. Usually like we're once per month and we have uh, two this month at least. Yeah, well now I think we have a little streak going. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to start early on the Batman because I, I got quite a bit to read. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, but it's something I'm... We're fairly caught up in Detective, but I'm really behind in Batman, so... Yeah, and it's, get on like a, it, it's really good, too. Like, I've, I've started it, and it's really... I'm really liking it. All right, cool deal. All right, well, you yeah, have a good one, Kyle, and we'll talk to you in two weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, you too, Mike. All right, take care. Bye. See you. Yeah.